Hi, and welcome to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message, where we study scripture together verse by verse. Let's jump in now for this week's message. Here we go. Thankful for you is the title that I'm going with today. Thankful for you. Thanksgiving falls about five weeks before the end of the year. Can you believe that? We are there. Five weeks, 2022 is over with. Unbelievable. Uh, gives us uh, kind of some time to look back over the year to evaluate. There's many things that have happened throughout the year. Uh, some of the things are easy to be thankful for. Um, as we look back, maybe, maybe there was a baby born in your family that was exciting, or a grandbaby. Hallelujah. I'm changing from food to grandbabies. Or maybe one of your children accomplished something significant, you know, learned to tie their own shoe or something make their own bed. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> maybe you accomplished some significant goal of your own. Maybe your relationship with your spouse got through a, a rough patch and you're doing better. Marriage is good. Maybe uh, your relationship with God has grown over the course of the last year. There's lots of things that are easy to be thankful for. And then there are the things, the events that we have to work hard at being thankful for. Maybe you had a change of jobs, or you had to move this last year and it was difficult. Maybe you had a, a sick loved ones this last year. Maybe you've even lost someone that you loved has passed away this last year. Life happens to all of us. And thankfulness requires a certain degree of maturity. First Thessalonians chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 16 and 17 because I like them. Verse 18 is where we're going because it's Thanksgiving. It says, always be what? Joyful. Joyful. Yeah, so when we come to church on Sunday morning, we're happy about it. Joyful. <laughs> always be joyful. Never stop praying. We'll talk about that. And then here's really our text. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, I did, I put verses 16 and 17 in there just because they're good. Always be joyful. Always be joyful, even during the holidays when you overeat and are miserable, right? I'm not the only one that does that. Don't look at me in condemnation. I know where you're at. I'm there with you. Always be joyful, even when, during the holidays when you overeat and you overspend. Don't look at your spouse right now. That never happens at my house. And when you're with family more than usual, always be joyful. Always be joyful. We love all those folks. You only have to eat with them twice a year, maybe three times if you count Easter. Be joyful. This may be the reason that Paul follows that up with never stop praying. <laughs> Tis the season to be praying. <laughs> Our text for this morning is really verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Of course, this is another opportunity for me to tell you what God's will is for your life. You know, I enjoy. I grew up in church. I grew up as a preacher's kid with all these people coming to my dad and say, pray and help me. Pray that God will show me God's will for, for my life. It says it. If you read it, it says it. 
searching for God's will. I'm going to tell you what God's will is for your life. Actually, the Bible tells us what God's will is for your life. In case you're wondering what God's will is for your life, it is for those who belong to Christ Jesus. If you don't belong to Christ Jesus, you do need help finding God's will for your life. For those who belong to Christ Jesus, it is God's will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. Sometimes we look at this verse. I remember I have. I have looked at this verse and thought, well, surely this verse does not mean what it seems to mean. There must be some complicated interpretation that excuses me from being thankful in my particular circumstances, right? Because, I mean, because your, your, circumstances, are your, your circumstances are unique for sure. Compared to everyone else, you're the only one who experiences ups and downs throughout the year. I hope you're sensing my sarcasm. Sometimes people don't realize I'm making a joke. <laughs> you are unique, just like everyone else, okay? Just like everyone else. I looked back through First Thessalonians, and the reason that Paul encourages the original readers to give thanks in all circumstances is because they are a part of a loving, growing, and healthy church family. And that's why I titled this Thanking, Thankful for You. First Thessalonians 1 verse 2 says, so all the way back, we're looking at what Paul's instructions has been before he gets to the end and says, give thanks in all things. He says, we, in First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2, he says, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. Paul and his fellow ministers, they are thankful for this group of believers this group of believers must be something special. So what makes these believers so special? Well, we go right to the next verse, verse three. And he says, as we pray to our God and Father about you, we, we think of your faithful work. By the way, when preachers see commas, we see an outline. There's a sermon there. We think of your faithful work your loving deeds and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. That seems like a good outline. Number one, their faithful work. This group of church people, they were not lazy. When they saw something that needed to be done, they called the pastor and said, we need to have a committee, have a meeting. In a month or two, we'll meet a need. No, they saw the need, they met the need. Isn't that amazing? Some of you are looking at me like, wait, what? You mean we could just, like if the coffee pot needs to be refilled, we can just refill it? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. If somebody needs help finding a seat, we can just help them find a seat. We don't have to wait for the greeters to come in. Yeah, you just do it. Just If there's a need, you just do it. It's just, just faithful work. There are many ministries happening simultaneously in any church. And some of those ministries even happen on Sunday. Some are organized. And some are not organized. <laughs> you thought I was going to say disorganized, huh? 
A healthy church is made up of a variety of faithful workers who accomplish ministry. And it just happened, I was flipping through a whole bunch of pictures this week, and I thought, we should show pictures this morning. And that was before I knew that Lisa was going to put together this whole picture show uh, before. So this, uh, on Sunday mornings, we have all these people who faithfully work in our church. Uh, I'm going to go through a bunch of pictures uh, because I don't know if you guys know how much you're a part of this because we don't always talk about it. And then sometimes I talk about the same thing too much, so pardon me. Um, this is when I went to Sierra Leone last year, and you'll see the guy in the, in the middle is holding a proclaimer. That is the box that, this little box that has the Bible and audio version on it. It had four different languages that are native to where he lives and the people around. And so he's the pastor of that church, Turning Point Community Church. So we work with Faith Comes by Hearing with those proclaimers. We have supported them for years uh, to translate uh, the Saranantonga language, which wasn't this one. Um, but then also to distribute those proclaimers. So sometimes people think, well, man, Brent, you know, all this money's going to the church. Where does it go? It goes to proclaimers that have the word of God to take it to pastors so that they can, watch this on the next one, that's one of our proclaimers. So you see these missions pictures and it's like, oh, look, somebody's doing something somewhere and isn't that fantastic? No, that little box sitting on that table, you did that, faithful workers. And I think there's a couple of pictures of this just because I, I enjoyed this. Uh, there's another proclaimer on the little table. So what they do is they just tell people, hey, we're going to play this box. Everybody come and you can listen, go to the next one. And I, I don't remember. Oh, this is where they handed them out to the local pastor. So uh, the West After Africa Partner uh, Community Gospel Radio Distribution, they call them radios. We call them proclaimers because that's what it says on them, but they call them radios. That's perfectly fine. So um, Willamette, the, the ministry that I went to Sierra Leone with, uh, they have this whole network of pastors. So we take this big old case of proclaimers, they hand them out to the pastors so that they can go out and, and go, they go out in the bush and they, they play the proclaimers and people hear the word of God and they grow. All right, I don't, I don't know. There was one of the pictures that I think I took out. Oh, that was my class. I put that in just because we were having a lot of fun. We should keep going. That was my... my uh, I was going to tell you something else. Oh, oh! one of the pictures that I took out was they're sitting around listening to that box. And I know it's like 80 degrees, 99% humidity, and they're wearing jackets. Uh, but I didn't feel the need to put that picture in. Water baptism, lots of ministry. Next slide. Uh, this, is the, this is the life group that takes my cell phone on Wednesday night off of my desk and they take pictures of themselves and they make faces. Aaron Wisniewski would appreciate that. The women's class would appreciate the teachers. Um, Blast, appreciate Matt leading um, uh, Blast and Greg has been helping out with that. That is growing, by the way, that building out there in the, in the parking lot. Somebody said we were gonna call it potluck and sell something out of it. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> Where do people get these crazy stories? That's going to be the blast building uh, because you can see we're filling up that room. I think that this was Easter. Again, all of our children's workers, thank you so much. Uh, this was Father's Day weekend, camp out, had lots of fun, lots of people working together to make that good. Uh, we like everybody to cook at their own camp so that I can go around and, and eat with everybody. I uh, appreciate our praise team. You guys did great this morning, by the way. I always like the organ sound. Hey, we knocked down a wall. That wall must come down. Um, 
There's all of us working to knock down the wall. I'm happy the wall's down. I know some of you miss it. You like the wall. I don't like the wall. Uh, Upgrade Sunday, that was about all of our Sunday school teachers and our Sunday school ministry. Uh, A lot of people involved in that. We were upgrading those two boys. There's the life group again that won't leave my camera alone. And the Wisniewski's making faces. Uh, Us... This, this was when we were putting the roof on the building. I don't know if you guys know we got a new roof. Nobody ever sees this. We spent a lot of money on a new roof so that we can fix all these leaks in here. You didn't even know there were spots on the ceiling until I pointed them out, huh? Those are fixed. And now we get new ceiling tiles. Uh, this was just this, uh, several weeks ago uh, when we had our fall family fun frolic festival with food. Uh, you can tell we were packed out. We, we put every table in the building up. Man, we had a lot of fun. But that's because we have great people that work with our children and uh, lots of good things. This is uh, the guys doing the gable. So I announced this on a Sunday morning because we took the pro panel off and it was all open. And the stucco guy says, I can't put stucco on air. So we got to go. We got to put some OSB up there. And uh, so I announced it, and at, at the end of second service, I'm like, man, I think I got two or three, maybe four guys that are coming to help. Well, we ended up with like 14 guys, and we were like ants running around. This is Daniel. He's supervising over here in the corner. Uh, no, he was in the middle of it. <laughs> Daniel was like, I didn't realize that was me. Yeah, that was you. Thank you. We have, we have all these people who work together. I, I didn't take pictures of everybody because I just didn't have pictures. It was kind of spontaneous. But, uh, you know, we have nursery workers. We have those who work to keep our building clean and change the light bulbs. We like it when the light bulbs are on. Uh, we have people who help with the flowers outside. And uh, we just, there's lots of things that happen around here that people just see a need and they feel the need. Thank you for your faithful work is noticed and your faithful work is very appreciated, not just by me, but everybody. Thankful for, we, are, we thank you for your faithful work. So what makes the rest of the, these people, these people that Paul is talking to, what else makes this group of people so special? Well, he says, as we pray to God, our Father and Father about you, we think of your faithful work and number two, your loving deeds. Now I'll confess Don't you like it when the pastor confesses? I'll confess. I am bad about telling people, if you need anything, let me know. And then they don't. For a variety of reasons, people don't take me up on my offer. I think because they don't really believe me. But uh, (laughs) this is the area that I need to grow. And I I know that I need to grow because I'm around people who are really good at loving deeds. Uh, I don't feel like I am. More and more often in our church, I hear about incidents and I see loving deeds. And I got to tell you, that makes me really, really happy. Things happen like, like one family will just show up at another family's house with a meal. And it's happened a lot here recently because there's been families in our church that have had a variety of needs. And there's people who are like, hey, so-and-so is sick or so-and-so had a tragedy in their family or so-and-so. All these things happen in our lives and somebody else in the church says, hey, they need a whole bunch of burritos or a whole bunch of enchiladas. Oh, hallelujah. And they just do it. Or maybe there's a home project or a building project out in the parking lot and people, we just, somebody's working, well, let's just help them because more hands make the job easier. Or, or just being a good listener. 
I'm telling you, there's a lot of value in just being a good listener. That's a very loving thing to do. The stories go on and on of people lovingly taking care of one another in the church. That's wonderful. That's, that's really, really wonderful. One of the hazards of, air quote, organized church, because sometimes it looks disorganized, one of the hazards of organized churches, we tend to wait on the church office to organize loving deeds, right? I'll take a, I'll take a meal if there's a meal train. Well, if there's a need, just take a meal, right? <laughs> loving deeds happen when you see someone else has a need and you have the ability to meet that need. Just meet the need. You don't have to wait for the church to organize it, have a committee and uh, plan a meeting. And six months later, we're going to take a meal to the family that had a cold. Well, that's too late, sweetheart. Does that make sense? I like the way y'all are looking at me. Bless, not because you were told, but just because you can. That is glorious. This is kind of like, this is kind of like when your teenagers are successful at cleaning their rooms without being told. Can that? <laughs> so I didn't know that could happen. Is that even a thing? Really? I didn't know that was real. I see lots of parents looking at their kids right now. <laughs> Sorry, teenagers. Threw you under the bus. As we pray to God and to our God and Father about you, we think about your, your faithful work, your loving deeds, and number three, the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, their enduring hope. Sometimes hope must endure some hopeless situations because life is hard. It is. Things happen. So don't look around right now, eyes forward, but, uh, or at least kind of forward. I know y'all are having to sit cattywampus in your chairs today. You'll be all right. Somebody said earlier, the chiropractors will be excited about this seating arrangement. We all know that person who is the eternal pessimist, right? If you don't know who that person is, it may be you. If they won the lottery, you know this person, where if they won the lottery, all they would be able to see is, I'm going to have to pay taxes. <laughs> they question other people's kindness. It's like you take them a meal and they're like, why did you do that? Why are you being nice to me? What'd you do? Husband, you know that. You do something nice for your wife and your wife is like, what'd you do? Did you cheat on me? <laughs> no, I just thought of you. What? They're, they're the people that the cup is always dirty. <laughs> it's either dirty or too expensive. Half full, half full. I don't know. It's, it's just dirty and it's way too expensive. Don't do that. However, those when Paul is speaking, who Paul is speaking to is those who belong to Christ Jesus have a different perspective on this. We see the cup as an opportunity for communion. <laughs> it's neither half full or half empty. Well, let's, let's just have communion. This life is but a vapor, right? We're here briefly and then gone tomorrow. It seems like there was a little story about that. Little bunny foo-foo. Does anybody know little bunny foo-foo? Because <laughs> I feel like I made that just like into the void. Like little bunny foo What What is he talking about? We don't have hair today, goon tomorrow. Anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> Is this really the preacher? Yes. <laughs> the believers hope our hope, those who belong to Christ Jesus, is anchored not in the news headlines of today. Ah, this should be comforting. Our hope as believers is not anchored in the headlines of today, but it is anchored in the hope of eternity because, the text tells us, because of the Lord Jesus Christ. If your eyes are fixed on, I really put this in my notes, kerfuffle, that's a good word. If your eyes are fixed on the kerfuffle of this world, I got that off of the TP vocabulary. <laughs> the kerfuffle of this world, all the chaos of this world. Of course you're going to be ungrateful. You look at all that's going on and it's like, oh, this world is terrible. It's, it's miserable. Then, then be grateful you're not a citizen of this world, but a citizen of the kingdom of, to come. Our enduring hope is not anchored in this world. Our enduring hope is anchored in Jesus, the one who gave his life for your eternal life. Hebrews 6. I love the book of Hebrews. I'm going to preach it again one of these days, maybe soon. Who knows? We'll see what happens when we get through the book of maps. All right. Hebrews 6.19 says, This hope that Paul is talking about is a strong and trustworthy Anchor for our souls. And that word anchor means all that it should mean. That it anchors us. What is our anchor? The Lord Jesus Christ. We have this hope that is strong and trustworthy in the Lord Jesus Christ. It leads us. I think of this as being like, like the, we are tethered by a rope to the anchor. It leads us through the curtain. He's talking about the temple, right? The, tab the temple and the Holy of Holies. He says it leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. Jesus is in there. He has anchored us to the throne of God. He has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. You and I have an enduring hope, strong and trustworthy, an anchor that, that comes from the very depth of our souls. Our hope is anchored from right here, right now, through the curtain and into God's most holy place. That's pretty cool. It's a nautical idea, you know. If, you, if you've ever been in a boat and the wind blows and you put your anchor out and it doesn't hit anything sturdy, then it'll, you just drag the anchor around the lake and you don't catch any fish. It's no fun. But if your anchor grabs a hold of something solid, then you stay where you need to be. That's the concept our hope is anchored through the curtain and into the most holy place of God. Jesus has gone there before you to be your representative before God Almighty. That's incredible. I'm sorry, what were you complaining about? You had to complain about something? No, it's easy to be thankful for people who belong to Jesus. Did you, did you catch what I said? It's easy to be thankful for people who belong to Jesus because they're people of hope. They're encouraged people. 
and hopefully encouraging people. Being thankful for fellow believers is kind of a core part of belonging to Christ. Paul says in, uh, in first, uh, first Thessalonians 2, verse 19, it's always getting that coffee balance just right. Too little I can't talk, too much I can't talk. First Thessalonians 2, 19 says, after all, What gives us hope and joy? And what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? What gives us hope and joy? And what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus when he returns? It is what? You. Yes, you are our pride and joy. Isn't that cool? Paul says the greatest thing we'll ever do on this earth, share the gospel with you and see you grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my pride and joy. We recite our purpose statement every Sunday morning. It is a reminder of why Desert Heights Church exists. It is not to be a social club. We have a lot of fun and we have a lot of food. A lot of fellowship, a lot of family, a lot of festivities. (laughs) It's not a social club. It's not to buy buildings and renovate them, although we tend to do that. It's not just to have a lot of fun. We exist to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. And when we look around and we see fully devoted followers of Christ, people who are characterized by faithful work, loving deeds, enduring hope, we are thankful for you. You are are our pride and joy. It makes, whenever I say us, I mean all of us because we're all, so many of us are involved in the ministry of this congregation. It makes us happy. It makes us proud. It fills us with joy when we look around and see that our church body is not just growing numerically. It is actually maturing in Christ. That's exciting. It is tempting to look at this, this verse and say, well, of course, if you are, are, if you're in a perfect church and everything is good, if all the circumstances are perfect, then it's easy to give thanks in all circumstances. And that's not at all what the text says. Watch this. They were not giving thanks because of their circumstances in first Thessalonians. They were not giving thanks because of their circumstances, they were giving thanks for God's work in their lives and the lives of others, despite the circumstances. You okay? That's important. Despite the circumstances. It doesn't matter what's going on in this world. We have God's work in us and, in the, and, in, and his work in the lives of those that we love. You see, God stays the same redeeming God day after day. He is worthy of our gratitude regardless of the circumstances in your life or in my life. I'm coming to an end, and here again, I didn't know what all verses the kids were gonna say, but this is just a great parenthesis here. King David, had to, he had his share of problems, yet he wrote an entire book about songs that were praises to God. In Psalm 69, verse 30, you heard the girls say it earlier. He says, then I will praise God's name with 
singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. It honors the Lord when we are thankful. No matter the circumstances, it honors God when we are thankful to him. I'm telling you this morning, I am thankful for all of those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. You've been listening to the Desert Heights Church Weekly Message. We would like to invite you to one of our service times at 9 or 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings here in Farmington, New Mexico. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at desertheightschurch.com.